Hey guys, what's going on? It is DJ Rock with the DJ Rock Awakened podcast. Welcome everybody to our fourth episode. And in this episode, guys, uh, we're going to kind of start bringing things together we've talked about and let you guys know that I'm not the the heretic that everyone is probably going to be assuming that I am, but we're going to get there. Um, I know the last episode was pretty brazen in the topic and um, kind of in your face. Well, here's the thing, guys, we have to understand something is that we can't live our lives, you know, we, we, I know in like two episodes ago, I talked about living intentionally and raising our vibrations, right? And, and living in a way that was intentionally uh, creating positivity, right? But sometimes, sometimes you just, you got to put on the, the fuck it, you know, lenses and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to paint the real picture, right? And I'm going to, to really let it out. Because here's the thing, right? In episode one, I talked about I talked about I'm about to suddenly become Canadian. Anyway, I talked about um, you know given information that could save our human existence, and but if you if you if you put the information out there, you know your family may not make it with you to whatever eternity is, right? And so this information is to me, and as I said in that first episode as well, like I literally prayed that the the thoughts in my head would be taken away. But if anything, confirmation after confirmation after, you know, praying and saying, Heavenly Father, I beg you, please, if these thoughts are not of you, I beg in Jesus' name, take these thoughts out of my mind. I rebuke these thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. If it's, in, if, if it's anything not of you, and here's what happened. The thoughts got more intense And I remember feeling just overwhelmingly conscious of the world around me. Everything for that entire day, it was as if I was living this this intense reality where everything was brighter, emotions were more intense, the positive things. I was, I don't want to sound weak, and I really don't care, but... I just remember at one point during the day, I I started crying from being so overjoyed. And here's the thing about that, right? Something that beautiful had to come from somewhere, right? And as, as time went on, other thoughts started coming into my head and I, I would still pray, Heavenly Father, you know? And the thing is, I got to a point to where I began to trust what I was receiving, right? And that that really led to a place of understanding and then complete openness with the world around me, what this whole thing is about. So episode one, episode two, and episode three is kind of laying the foundation of where I'm going, right? And so with that, uh, I'm going to start this episode off with is sin the reason we suffer. And hear me out, right? Because this is where things tend to get a little bit, uh, a little bit um, out there, I would say. So is sin the reason we suffer? And here are my thoughts on that. No, we suffer by design. We suffer because we choose using our free will to experience these things, good and bad, that happen in our lives. We are the ones that choose the path that we go in life. We enter into what I, I've been uh, 
told and, and what I feel is correct, and actually the words came into my head, a soul contract with not only the universe, but the ones that we will travel with and interact with in each incarnation of our lives. Our whole purpose for being here is to experience and enlighten our personal existence, along with the global and universal existence as well. It is our sole purpose, therefore, to help each other to raise our vibrational frequencies. It is our goal to ascend to what's called the fifth dimension and to understand the true reason for our existence. And going back to the, the whole point of this thing is love. And the fifth dimension is a dimension of love, light, understanding, non-judgment, total awareness, and consciousness. It sounds like heaven to me. The third dimension is one by which we live now and exist today. Extreme highs and lows. It's the best way to, to, to describe our current living situation and our, cur our current dimensional reality. We have very little middle ground here in the third dimension. It's all extremely high, right? We, we love passionately. We hate passionately. We find ways to separate ourselves and segregate ourselves and hate each other for the dumbest reasons I've ever, I've ever could, could ever even imagine. You know, here's the thing, right? And I'm going to go ahead and just say it. I've got people that work for me that, you know, alternative lifestyle individuals. And at first, you know, you may not understand the reasons why or the hows or the what's or whatever. But I will say this. You're not going to find a group of individuals who love more more strong or strong as, as strongly as a lot of these folks act and how they feel. It's almost like raw emotion. They, they, they love intensely and they bring a lot of joy in the world around them. How can that be wrong? Right. And I know living in the Bible belt here, the, 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 the Southern Crescent, the Bible belt, whatever you want to call it, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of intentional, like looking down on people because of living an alternate lifestyle. If you follow the Christian belief, you're supposed to love thy neighbor, love whoever it is. And it's not based on skin color. It's not based on wealth. It's not based on anything that we can, we can give a demographic to, right? It's based upon solely the fact that they are a living being and we're supposed to love them. But I will say this, modern Christianity and modern religion has twisted this thought into something that is so horribly wrong and, and, and a lot of the reason why I don't go to church today and I quit going to church because I felt more judged sitting in the chairs of, of church pews than I have by anyone in the real world. If you're not dressed accordingly, you get looked down upon. If you pass the offering plate by, you get, the, you get judgmental looks. Not to mention the you're, you're at church for 45 minutes on a Sunday and 20 minutes of it is tithing and everything else. I understand church has operations and all that kind of stuff, but if you follow the Bible, Jesus taught on the side of hills and sides of mountains and stuff. It didn't require a building. But I get it. I'm not going to go off on Joel Olstein, which, <laughs> anyway, or any other secular or, uh, you know, religious individual. I'm not going to do that. That's what this is about. But we have to look in the mirror at some point and realize that if we're supposed to be loving individuals, and, and, I, and I get, and, and even going even further than that, the whole, you know, turn the other cheek, and if your brother was to slap you in the face, you turn the cheek and let him slap the other, the other cheek. I mean, nobody does that, right? If you slap me, I'm going to, 
I'm going to tear you a new asshole, right? It's that simple. Um, but here's the thing. Christians are the ones that typically talk this great talk about how they're going to spend eternity in this great heaven. And in reality, are you really? Is your being a, a, a religious snob giving you that right to walk in the, 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 the pearly, walk through the pearly gates and like ascend that hilltop and, and look down upon the streets of heaven? To me, it's, that's the exact opposite, right? I mean, you guys, it is so funny to me how people can so openly and, and just be okay with judging people. And they're the ones, well, you know, they're the first ones to jump on the, you know, Jesus died for our sins and yada, yada, yada. Well, okay, that's great. But here's the ultimate thing, right? You know, we have to understand that <laughs> everything was created. Everything in this world, in this universe was created. And no matter how you strip it down, at a very base level, we're all the same. I don't care the color. I don't care the race. I don't care. None of that shit matters to me. What matters is that these people have a heart, right? And instead of reaching a hand down, you would rather, you know, push them away. Is that what Christ would do? If you follow that, that, that methodology and that thinking? No. No, that's not what he would do. So I think the church has to look at itself and hold itself accountable at some point at the number of people that have been driven away from God and from the idea of what God truly is. But it's the church's it's the church's responsibility in in their thinking to protect that and 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 to 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 rally the cry and and go out there and reach to the people that need it the most those would be the ones you feel that are the sinners you know but that's not what you guys do you want to tear them down and and tell them how horrible they are which i mean kind of it fits the whole thing anyway but we'll discuss that later but here's the thing right you ever met somebody I'm, I'm moving on to this thing because I'm going to get stuck in this religious rut here. And, and I don't want to do that because that's where the people are going to bash me. And I really don't give a shit, right? I don't care. Like Ricky Gervais said in the Golden Globes, I don't care. You know, he was very much, I don't care. And at this point, I don't care about that, right? What I care about is how I move forward, how I progress, and who I intentionally affect. Right, Because at this point, we have to understand, and, and realistically, we have to feel that something is changing. You can feel it in the world around us. It's not global warming bullshit, but there, 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 is, there is an air of something. It feels like things are speeding up at a pace that it's hard for us to keep up with. You're finding more emotions being, being drawn out of people and, and fiery attitudes and like we're just getting to a point and I know the media has a lot to do with it because the media projects a lot of this and shows more than we ever have we have more access instantaneously to information and the the the, the happenings and being more woke I hate that fucking term anyway 
but we have more access to that now, right? And here's the thing. Because of that, we're becoming more desensitized, and I get that. So part of this change is that, right? It's this snowball effect that's happening that we're becoming desensitized to everything around us because of the media. But the thing is, we have to, as human beings, right, we have to hold ourselves accountable and understand that that there are repercussions. And you have to think, too, and I'm going to say one last thing on this, and I'm going to move on. What if you're the reason someone turns their back on God, right, in, in religion? And in, in, in following your logic, you know, they they could totally, completely renounce everything because of the way you treated them. And then in your in your world, they're going to spend eternity in hell, right? Um, what if you're the cause of that? What if you're one of these Sunday and Wednesday Christians and you find yourself pushing someone away from God because you judged, you you mocked, or you did something that forced them or made them think, you know, horrible things about themselves? What if someone's having a horrible fucking day and you just, you just, <laughs> you're the straw that broke the camel's back and they take their lives and it's your fault. But you never know because you didn't, you, you know, you didn't, uh, you didn't know this person, right? And that's a very extreme situation. I get that. But we don't understand what people are going through these days. We're all going through something. But it doesn't stop us from verbally beating people, right? So in, 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 the, in the words of DJ Rock, fucking stop. Be conscious of the world around you and understand that on this big ball that we're on, right, we we chose to be here at this time, at multiple times. I do believe in, in past lives and future lives because getting down to it, right, if we're going to go into this right here, soul contract stuff, I want to go ahead and let it all hang out on this episode to let you know what I really, really think about how this is. So this soul contract I'm talking about, right? And, and painting the picture from the current way of thought to where I'm going, right? So if we are able to design our lives, it's not so much created by God, right? God, or, you know, in, in Christianity, Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy, you know, gives us the opportunities and, and, and basically, I guess, builds our lives for us. And then we have free will and we go and live our lives and we sin and we sin and we're, we're told how horrible we are. And, and the Bible tells us how we're not able to comprehend God's love. And, you know, we're not able to, to, we're not able to reach him. We're not able to look, cast our eyes upon him because we're such horrible human beings. So my thought is this, and, and realistically, you know, if you don't get it right, you get one shot, one one chance to to get it right and spend eternity in heaven, right? And, and my thought is this. I don't think that's the case. I genuinely, honestly do not think that's the case. I think that the loving creator, the source, the one that created all this, right, that put all this stuff in, into, into start mode and pushed the button or whatever the hell it was, the source created this this amazing, amazing universe with billions and billions and billions of planets and stars and everything else. And the mechanisms were put into place for everything to begin, right? But getting down to it, right, and, and moving forward. 
So when I say we, we design our lives, we choose every facet of our lives. And I think we tend to come into contact or go on these life missions with a, a lot of the same people. That's why I feel like you meet somebody and you're like, man, I don't know what it is. I feel like I've known you my entire life, right? And, and you can't explain it, but you meet people and you're like, I, I don't know what this is, but I feel like you're my sister. You're my brother. I feel like you're my, like I've known you. And then you may meet somebody else and, and they're very nice, very cordial. And they come up, hi, I'm Dave. Hi, Dave. How you doing? I'm Doug. I'm doing well, Doug. And they and you have a great conversation. But for some reason, when Dave walks away, you're like, oof, fuck Dave. Right? Because you got bad vibes off of Dave. Well, there's a reason, I think. I think that there was a, there was a, a past interaction with these individuals in another life. Maybe Dave killed me in a former life. Hell, maybe I killed Dave in a former life. You never know. But either way... You know, we design these lives and we come into contact with the same people. And I think when we design our lives, we design this overarching theme of this thing we want to overcome, maybe multiple, maybe just a few, maybe one. It depends on where our, our essence is at, our spirit is at, at the moment of designing the life, right? And what they've set kind of forth in motion from the beginning. And so they design the interactions and then these people... These other essences that you've traveled with, they agree to, to, to be that person in your life that you've chosen, and it, it just kind of works. We all kind of work it out. We come here, we forget that whole planning thing and amnesia, whatever, and then we begin to live our lives, and we come into contact with the people, and you're like, oh, my God, I've known you my entire life. Ooh, fuck Dave. But then we meet these things. We meet these people where, you know, we want to build our lives together with, and you know, and we love these people dearly and we have these emotions and these attachments and everything else. And then you meet this person and in your gut, you're like, oh, I know this is going to hurt. This is not going to be a good relationship. This is not going to end well, but God almighty, damn, they're awesome. They're hot, whatever. And so against your better judgment, you choose to enter into a relationship with that person. Well, what if that person is the thing you're supposed to stay away from and your very essence, your conscience or whatever subconscious and your, your gut was telling you, don't do it, don't do it. And you choose to do it. Well, I think when you die, you go into a review phase and you have access to everything that ever was and everything that will be. And then you go through and you look at your records and go, okay, well, wow, I didn't really, I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to do that. And I really didn't do that. And I sure as hell didn't do this. So you know what? I'm going to try it again. To me, that design, that that whole thing right there is interesting, right? Because the universe, as I mentioned in multiple episodes already, everything's about vibrational frequency, right? The universe vibrates at such a high frequency, right? And I think in each in each incarnation of our life, incarnation of our lives, I think we're we're trying to raise ourselves raise our vibrational frequencies to, to match that of the universe. It's a constant, it's a constant, you know, uh, trial and error, trial and get better, trial and error, and, and get to a point to where finally this, this meat suit that we wear, yes, I did just say meat suit, but this meat suit we wear just simply cannot hold this essence inside of us, and I think we just ascend. 
I think we ascend to that greater consciousness and we ascend to that level of the universe that we're right there with God, right? And I think at that point, you, you, you're good, you're there. You can go anywhere in history. You can do whatever you want to do. And you can, you can see whatever you want to see. And the love, the abundance of the universe is right there within you. And the whole time, you feel God's presence. So proud, so loving. Saying welcome to the consciousness. Welcome to this enlightened state. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. That, man, that feels like God, right? Not a one and done, one chance. You know, you get one opportunity to make it and that's it, right? That to me, and then you look at the stories of the Bible, creation, destruction, intentional destruction by God or Sky Daddy, sorry, because God wouldn't do that, but Sky Daddy would. Turning people into pillars of salt because they're curious seekers and they turn back as as, as the city's being destroyed. Because of what? And I understand the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. I get that. But killing people and killing the entire world, supposedly, in a great flood because Sky Daddy was angry at us. How is that? How is that, you know, a loving God? Whereas a God that lets you have as many opportunities as it takes to raise yourself to them, to, to bring yourself through these existences and these incarnations of life and, and these, these multiple, multiple, potentially hundreds, that whatever, of lives led, the work that was put into raising yourself to God. And giving us the opportunity to experience over and over and over again to get us to get ourselves there. Now you're gonna ask, okay, it's by design. It's by design. So you're saying it's all by design. It's by design, right? You're saying God lets you design your life. Well, why would a child choose to die of leukemia? Why would six million Jews decide to die in the Holocaust? Why would this? Why would that? Why would a person choose to be a sexual predator, right? <clears throat> okay, this is where it gets weird, tricky, interesting, right? So we understand that we have free will, or at least I understand we have free will when we design our lives. We also have free will once we get here, right? You can choose to stay on path, do the path, live the path, learn from the path, or you can... You can you can move away from your path. You can do something else. And I, I, I choose to look at our, our life's design very simply as almost like a rip current in the ocean, right? The rip current is that, that, that ocean current that is typically very strong by, by the beach, right? It's, it's, it's in the water, but it's, it's, it's in the beach. It's by the beach and uh, just off the, off the shore a little bit. And a lot of times it'll whisk you away and, you know, away or out, towards the ocean, out towards the deeper parts of the ocean or whatever. Well, when people get in that rip current, a lot of times they get scared. They start swimming against the current. They get tired out and they die. They drown. 
And I choose to look at our life's design like that, right? We have that rip current. We, we are born. We, we, we slip into that, that rip current. And now we begin to swim with the current. And we're going great. We're doing good. We're learning lessons. We're, we're, we're getting happy, raising our vibrational frequency. And then something happens. And in this life, we, we were supposed to not do something. And then we chose to do it. Well, we've, we've kind of turned back into the current and we're swimming against the current. And we wonder why we stay so fucking tired all the time. We, st- we wonder why we get so, so emotionally drained. I think it's because we're swimming against the current of our life's design and we're getting tired. We're getting tired, we're getting beat down. We're getting, we're just getting, we're getting beat up by the, the waves crashing on us and we just can't get out of that rip current. Well, if you turn your ass around, get back into your, 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 your designed path, you would get to where you're going a lot faster, right? So if we look at that and then we understand that life's by design, right? So why would 6 million Jews uh, decide to die in the Holocaust? Well, I think, we as essences understand the bigger picture, right? If you take if you take the, the, the a page of a book and you put it right up against your nose, can you read the words? Fuck no. You gotta pull the page away. And then you can read the words. But see, as a society, we're so up on it. We're so we're so woke. <laughs> Fuck. We're so woke that we literally can't read the words. We don't know what the plan is because we can't we can't see it. So we got to back up off of it and we got to see. Okay, oh, that's that's what it's about. Okay, so here's what it's about. It's about being a catalyst for change. See, the Holocaust caused a massive shift in the thinking of the global awareness. Right, it caused a massive shift in what we understood to be right and wrong. It caused a global change. Now, locally, child suffering from cancer, horrible, horrible things. But I will say this. If you've ever seen children with diseases and, and, and illnesses and disabilities or whatever, yes, there's pain. Yes, there's struggle. But I will tell you this. I have seen more beautiful smiles and honest, genuine laughs from these young kids who are going through so much that we as adults can't even fathom because we've had a, we've had a pretty easy life, but we never look at who that child affected the ripple effect, right? What, what kind of a catalyst were they for someone in their life? And so maybe the design was, Hey, I'm going to sacrifice this life and I'm going to let this happen. I want this to happen. And then here's what you're going to do. This is going to push you to make these 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 changes in this life that you would have made in this past life, because you really fucked it up last time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something so drastic. I'm gonna shake your very core. I'm gonna imprint myself on your essence. And when you go and you go onto that 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 review phase, it's gonna strike you so hard and so profoundly that it's 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 gonna it, you're gonna realize it. Or in that life, you're going to realize I don't want to be a part of this, or I don't, want, or I'm going to I'm going to make it a point to be this for the rest of my life because my child did this, and because of what happened, you'll see a parent start an, an organization and raise a lot of money for this foundation or that foundation, and they make it their life's work 
to, to help other families struggling with the same thing that their child was, was diagnosed with. See, that's that catalyst for change. See, those are the sacrifices that our spirits and our essences are willing to make that we would never do in the physical world. Right? So if in that regard, think about it. Think about the ripple. Okay, now why would someone choose to be a a, a child molester? Once again, understanding the big picture. Back away from it. Okay? What was what was the ripple effect like? Who did it affect? What changes were made? What happened because of that? I am not saying that these things are not horrible, horrible things. Any bad thing that happens to somebody, it's a horrible thing, right? Anything that affects them, it's a horrible thing. But there, there can be there can be true growth and there can be things that can happen. It may be five, ten years down the road. But because we're so up on the page, we'll never see the true design or the the impact or the ripple effect, right? So, and it may have been, let's just say this, I think that with light, there is darkness. I think with light entities, there are dark entities. And, you know, like they, they choose to be here and be in our lives and, you know, they come into this whole contract with us and they choose to go off path and do things. And in that regard, I think we learn from those and then, you know, we, we, we grow from that. It's hard to think that people would choose such drastic things to happen and horrible things to happen. But we have to understand the ripple effect and the catalyst effect that takes place in the people around them. Could be one step out, two steps out, three steps out, four steps out, or whatever. But it's a catalyst for something. When something happens, it's a catalyst for something else. And it forces change. It forces, it forces inner reflection. It forces a lot of things to take place that we don't. It, it forces us out of these comfort zones because we're scared to death. And I don't fucking blame you, right? If your child's abducted, that's a horrible fucking thing. And I would not wish it on anybody. And I would fight to get that child back if I was a part of that situation, right? Even understanding that this is all by design, I would still do my absolute fucking best. To help out, right? But what is the the ripple effect further out? You know, it's 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 a very hard thing to trust me. When this thoughts first started coming into my head, I was like, "What in the hell?" There's no way that could be. That's not real. That can't be. That can't be. That can't be. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you just take these thoughts out of my head and yada yada yada. And it only got more intense, and then it got even more like concrete in my head when meeting individuals by chance that were like-minded. And then once conversations took place, it shook my foundation enough that I said, hold on, this, there's something to this. There's something to this reality that we don't currently view as our reality. And it's, it's if you think this way, you're going to hell. There's something about this that feels so overly right. Think about, like I said earlier, a God that loves us so much to give us as many opportunities to design our lives the way we want to. And to raise ourselves in each life to that thing that created us and loving us the whole way. 
and cheering for us the whole way. Sounds a lot more real to me than a destructive being that just destroys stuff because it does not go in his way. That just sounds horrible to me. That that sounds scary as hell. That we're we're <laughs> we're affected by something we can't control. God is God, right? And if God chooses that in this life, because we got a lot of bad shit happening right now. So you're saying that right now in this world, oh no, God gave us rainbows. He promised he would never destroy the world again with a flood. But what if he chose for all the super volcanoes to go off at one time and destroy all mankind? Are we all just, where does that leave us? Right? Does that feel, I mean, really, honestly, genuinely turn that over in your head. Does that feel logical? Does that feel like a loving God? Does that feel like something you want to worship? I'm, I'm going to venture to say you want to say no, but your programming is so concrete that you're, you're just not able to. Trust me, it's fucking scary as shit. It is so scary to go, I feel this is right. And see, that goes back to episode one, knowing the information and just could save millions or possibly kill the few that are closest to you. If I share this information and people choose it and I'm wrong, they go to hell with me under Sky Daddy's laws, right? But if I'm right, think about the freedom. Think about the, 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 the intentional living that could take place, knowing that you can choose to, to move in a path that's going to positively affect people. Can that happen in this world? Yeah, it can. But see, the understanding is like we, we get in our own heads. We get in our own problems. We get in our own situations. And I've done this. I've done this since I've gotten, since I've awakened. Where I've gotten to the pity party and sat here and wallowed in my self-pity because life's not going the way that I wanted it to, or a situation isn't what I want it to be. And I've gotten down. I've gotten into some dark-ass places. But then I always come back to, wait, this is a choice I'm making. This is a choice that I'm making, right? I'm going to let you guys in on something here. And I'm not going to speak ill of my dad. I'm not going to talk bad about my dad other than to say this. He, he did some good things, right? And he helped me out a lot several times, but I'll, they also took a lot from me. From when I turned 14 and got my first job, you know, they took a lot from me. My parents did. My dad never taught me how to be a man. My dad never taught me what it means to stand and, and, and look at this world as a man. I had to find other individuals in my life and the world around me that I was like, oh, fuck, that's a man right there. I want to mirror that. And trust me, I got it wrong. I got a lot of shit wrong. And I caused a lot of damage in a lot of relationships because I didn't understand what it meant. And I own that, right? 
But when my dad got really sick, and I'm not proud to say this, I moved in to help take care of him. Did a pretty bad job. I, I use the excuse a lot of times that I was busy, was working. And I'm not proud to say there were times that I would turn the music up on the, the TV next to me where I was at when he called. I'm like, hey, I'm at a party. I'm DJing still. And I'll be home later on. Because when I walked in the house, it was this overwhelming sense of darkness. So palpable when you walked into the room, you could just feel you cut it with a knife. And the reason why I moved in with him, and I'm, I'm like I said, guys, I, I'm admitting something. I'm, I'm, I'm ripping my chest open here to tell you guys this. I had a lot of daddy issues growing up as a young man, as a, as a young twenty year old something, and and even recently, my father knew exactly what to say to tear me down. And he knew the slightest words that could just rip me apart and hurt me. And all my my siblings felt the same thing. Not saying he didn't have good moments, because he did. But there was a whole lot of bad. And a lot of things that happened before my mother passed away. So there was a lot of animosity built up. So when I moved in with my dad, I, I did it. I did it so that I could tell him as he took his last breath how bad of a father he was, how he hurt me so many times, and how living my life as a man was made more difficult by him. I wanted him to feel the pain as he took his last breath of the pain he'd caused me my entire life. The day before he passed, that time was close. And instead of Taking that, that opportunity to do the thing that I'd wanted to do, I chose to cradle that man's head in my chest, run my fingers through his hair, and say, hey, Pop, yo, listen, man, you got like a page and a half, two pages at most left in your book. You're good, man. You're good. You can let go. We're good. You can, you can go. You can be at peace. We're going to make sure you're warm. Because I know you're freezing. He was shaking. He was so cold. And it was as his, his body was, you know, pulling the blood away from his extremities to protect his core. That's what happened when he got ready to pass away. And so his body was, was freezing. You could feel his arms were just ice cold, and his, you know. And he was shaking uncontrollably. And we had to arrange to get him a ride home. And because he needed so much oxygen at the time, he just, they wouldn't let me take him home. And he wanted to die in his own home, just like my mom did. And so we arranged for him to be brought home, and we made sure. And I told him, I said, hey, Pop, listen, Old Man River. I called him Old Man River. It's funny to me. But uh, I said, hey, man, Pops, listen, we're going to make sure you're warm. We're going to make sure you're comfortable. I know you're hurting. We're going to make sure that that uh, hospice gets us the morphine. We'll keep you comfortable. You're going to be good, man. See, I could have chosen to say, hey, motherfucker, you hurt me. You ripped my heart out. I was never able to fully become a man the way I should have become a man because of you, you son of a bitch. You, you destroyed the very essence of what I could have been. You were a horrible father. I could have said those words. They were in my head. But instead of 
choosing to lower my vibrational frequency to a place of self-satisfaction and anger, I chose to rise above it. I chose to give peace where I could have given pain. And I made that choice. And I felt satisfied by it. See, because it wouldn't have affected nobody else. But understanding the bigger picture, saying those words to him, and those being the last words I would have said to that man, would have destroyed what man there is inside me. Would have destroyed that. So me, being the awakened individual that I am, chose, okay, you know what? Hold on a second. Let's back off this thing for a second. If what these thoughts are, if they're true, then this man chose to be that horrible thing so that I could become something greater. He chose to be a catalyst, and he agreed to do that with me, for me. See, the current way of thinking allows us to be victims. Why does this happen? Why does that happen? Why am I affected by this? Why do I... I'm a sinner. I did this. I didn't do this right. I don't go to church every day. I don't tithe. I, I'm a horrible person. I'm, you know, all these things allow us to beat ourselves up. But living by design and understanding that the pain, the suffering that we, we, we have in our lives was created. If someone's affected you and hurt you, then understand that that essence chose to do that for you. And it may have been part of the plan. Or that person may have gone off script and did their own thing to hurt you. But either way, it was a part of the plan. And therefore, they they chose to be that. They chose to do those things. And you wanted them to do it so that you could grow. So that you could be so that they could be the catalyst for something greater to happen. So think about that before you begin to victimize yourself and understand that look. This is by design. So if it's by design, what's the purpose of the design? The purpose of the design is to overcome, achieve, fail, succeed, fail, succeed, learn, raise our vibrational frequency through these experiences to get to a place that once we pass, we don't have to come back and overcome that same obstacle. We can move on to the next one. So... When you go to think of somebody, an ex, uh, a sibling, a friend, that hurts you so drastically, and instead of having hate in your heart, understand it was by the design. And you can go, wait a second. Fuck. I'm so glad that happened. That's a weird fucking place to be. They hurt me, but I'm glad it happened. Because look at where I'm going. Look at who I'm becoming. Pull your your nose off the page and look at the ripple effect. Read the words on the page. What story is it telling? That's up to you, right? But see, that's the thing. Once you begin to understand there's a design, okay, why would an essence who is not me, because me is attached to all this bullshit, but an essence unattached from all the experiences we've had in this life, in this incarnation of this life, 
why would in essence design these things to happen and what can be learned and what can be pulled for lessons that's going to allow <clears throat> an amazing thing to take place what can be can be drawn out of this that can raise my vibrational frequency higher when i pass that's the picture that's the question that's the thing that we have to come to realize and study and reflect on. And then, once once again, once we begin living intentionally, we can go, okay, this person did this. Why? What do I have to learn from this? So once again, just circling back before I end this thing. Horrible things happen. I'm not saying a child born with a disability is an okay thing. It's not. But think about the sacrifice that that essence sacrificed to do that for you. They they came into this world understanding that this life would be a sacrifice. And whatever that was, they did it. They chose to do that for you. So let that love pour through you more profoundly with that life that was sacrificed for you. And then better yourself from it. <clears throat> Go start that organization that helps people. Love stronger, love harder. But understand the design is for our betterment to push us to become something greater. Let that be your driving force instead of sitting here screaming at the skies to Sky Daddy, why? Why would you take my child? Why would you take my my beautiful baby from me? Trust me, it it I honestly think that the one, the source, God, genuinely hurts when we hurt. Because he understands the work, the the sacrifice, the love we're pouring into this thing. And he knows it's hard. He I, I keep saying God's a he, but it knows it's hard. God understands that this 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 thing is a very difficult thing. We're living in a thing that he, it was by design, and this third dimension is meant to be that way. And and God knows that it's this way. And because He knows that, because God knows that, it's it's He understands the, the pain we're going through. But then God also understands the purpose behind it. He's got the whole fucking collection of books in front of him. In front of it, whatever. But see, that, that's the beauty of the journey. Is that we can intentionally choose to understand these things happen, these things affected us, and it sucked. But how am I going to be changed by it? And how, how is it going to affect me? And how am I going to affect the world around me? That's what you can choose. So, folks, I know this is a 45, 40, almost 48-minute podcast now. But understand, we suffer by design. We suffer so that we can grow. And as scary as it is for me to bear myself to you guys like I have, I'm going to do it. Because I feel that, yeah, I may lose friends. Yeah, I may be judged by the folks that aren't supposed to judge people. 
I don't care. Because there's something so much more profound and freeing from this understanding. And if I'm wrong, I'll stand before Sky Daddy and say I genuinely thought that you were more loving than that. If it was wrong, I guess I'm going to hell. But I don't think the source, the one that created all this, I don't think that God is going to throw me into a pit of hell for thinking that it was greater and and is more profound than, than the book said it was. I, I just, I have a hard time believing that. So, before you judge me, Christians, pray for me, if that's the case. Don't look down on me. Pray for me. Come talk to me. Change my mind. I don't think you can. Because the one that I'm trying to get myself to has shown me something so beautiful and profound, I can't close my eyes to it. I cannot put this information, these things, I can't pack it back up and put it back in Pandora's box and forget that I ever thought it. I won't. And with that, peace, love, and light, guys. Till the next episode, it's DJ Rock, Awakened. I'm out.